Welcome to this edition of The B Word, the show where we demystify everything to do with B2B branding, what it really is, how it works, and why it matters for businesses. My name's Jesse Swash, co-founder of strategic branding agency Designed by Structure, and your host for today's episode. Today, we're going to talk about harnessing the power of brand to drive your commercial success with our client, Control. Joining me is Omri, co-founder of Control. So welcome, Omri. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jesse. Happy to be here. I know you're a busy man, but perhaps you could tell us a little bit about your background, about how you set up Control and, and, and a bit of the backstory. We started Control about two years ago. The idea, the problem we, we were hoping to solve is that people has a lot of, have a lot of manual work on the interface. So we saw a lot of automations at the time, companies like Zapier, UiPath, etc. And we were talking to people in different verticals, HR, sales, customer success, and we heard that there is a lot of manual work that has to be done in order to complete my jobs. So let's take an example, sales, which is the vertical that segment and we are currently focusing on. Let's say you need to prepare for a call. You need to learn the customer who, who are they, what are they doing, differentiation. Maybe there are some notes from the SDR about like the pain you want to solve. And all this preparation can be in different, different places. We hope to bring it all together into one place. And then you update, you can update it back to the systems as well when you finish the call. So one click and. The notes will go to the right place, the right field will be updated, etc. Just eliminating the whole workflow. So before you started it, you, you, you were working in venture capital yourself as well. And you were looking at businesses kind of from the outside in. Was there a eureka moment when you realized that this was, you've been looking at all these businesses, but you were thinking about this problem. Or was there a problem you were experiencing with too many things going on? Like what was the moment when you, you kind of had that light bulb idea, Omri, that this, this was something that you knew could exist? Yeah, so... To be fair, I was looking for a, a problem rather than an idea. I really, really wanted to start from a problem. As a VC, what I saw is that a lot of startups are getting stuck where well, they start with the technology and then they try to apply it to and, and say, okay, we have an amazing solution now. Let's see who, who it can help, who, who can use it, right? So I, I always wanted to start with a problem. And this is why I think by the time we started, we spoke with more than, than 100 different people. Just in, just in customer success and sales. Yeah, so I guess it's not like suddenly a light bulb. It's more like you start to see, you start to realize things coming together and you say, okay, this is like a really interesting problem. And then this is where the vision come, come, comes in as well. And you say, I don't believe people will work that way in five years time. So let's be the company to change it. So was there a particular reason why there was that focus on the sales teams? I know that they have, lots of applications and there's, there's too much information you need to get their hands on quickly to be able to respond to a call. But was there a particular reason why you focused on them? Was it, was it to do with those drivers? What, was that the reason already? To be fair, for us, we knew that we need to play nicely with other pro platforms. We're not going to stroke or replace the whole platforms. So we were looking for a market where there is already a bit of consolidation, meaning, you know, they have a CRM, like two or three CRM in the industry. For example, in recruitment, we felt like the mar market is much more fragmented. Mm. In sales, we saw that, you know, well, most people are either on HubSpot or Salesforce. And so, and this was important for us because every integration is a lot of engineering effort. It's something that is expensive for, for a startup, of course. We also look, we wanted to be venture backed. We wanted to raise money and you were looking 
into an industry that we say, okay, uh, what will be a good financial return, right? Like where, where, where is it big enough? But even if we get stuck and go to market teams and revenue teams, it will be a billion dollar business. And, and I think sales go to market teams in general, just tick these two boxes and there are other small things, but these are the main two. Yeah, I completely agree. When you look at, you look at Salesforce, you look at things like that or LinkedIn that are all about networking, connecting, and ultimately you're about sales. They're, they're enormous businesses. I completely agree. So there was a real driver for this platform to be self-serve at some point, but also lean into that idea of product-led growth. Can you tell me a little bit about, about why that was so important to you in, in this kind of concept of, of business software application, sales software application, and that kind of sense that, that PLG growth, product-led growth, allows it to kind of just, just cascade and accelerate at huge speed just through referral with minimal touch? Could, could you just touch on that a little bit for us, Omri? Yeah, for sure. So for us, it was a bit of a strategy. At the moment, by the way, we are, we are, we are doing top down as well, and we are focusing on sales. But initially when we started, we wanted to build a product that helped the end user. And it just didn't make sense so much to start top down because we want, we wanted the end user to benefit and become more efficient. And the whole idea is that when the end user is efficient and not their job in the right way, everyone benefits, right? Most of the big problems that companies try to solve, for example, I want to be able to focus correctly. If people don't enter data correctly, then you can't focus correctly. Your, all your focusing relies on data entry. Just one example. You don't have visibility to deals if people don't follow a certain process. It's another example. So, so we knew that we need to play nicely with the end users and really help them and give them value in a, in a nicer way to get the job done. And a more automated way to get on your blood. So in a way, we had to start with the end user just to to make sure the product works and people liked like using using it. Of course, like any other company, where we we wanted to get to hundreds of users, which we got to, and it's it's it was amazing and very very satisfying. It's a long journey, to be fair, very hard journey as well. So. I would say if you if you are building a company in, in PLG, there need to be a solid reason why, yeah, like, why do you want to do it? Like, why is the right yeah. thing for your business? Because it's much more difficult than just doing sales, especially in early stage startup, you need feedback, you want people, and it's much easier to get feedback from like a customer doing a PLC with you rather than another user that goes to the product in the morning. So you have, you're, if you're doing top down, you've got real touch points, but if it's product like growth, it just cascades on its own and you're not quite sure of what people's challenges are. But I, I totally understand what you're saying. It, 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 exactly. it has its benefits. It yeah, exactly. Exactly. The next person coming and coming and you see like dozens of people. So it's nice to see the scale, but yeah, it has the downside. It's also then the journey to monetization is very different. So for us, it was mainly, mainly for this learning the user and, and basically then now whatever we do, whether we continue to PLG or we do top down, we have the basic, we have the foundations, right? This is, this was the goal. So can you tell us a little bit about your fundraising journey and how, how the brand, you know, obviously you drove that fundraising journey, but how the brand helped you with that fundraising journey, like up the clarity, some of the messaging, the, the way you were presenting your vision. Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about that fundraising journey and how the brand, how the brand helped with that? For sure. So we did, it's the first round before branding. And uh, when you are coming like to investors, two people and you, with an idea or with, with a problem you want to solve, 
they bet on you, they bet, they don't expect to see anything at this point. At least this was the market at the time where it's 2021. I don't know. The market is a bit more tough now, but mm. I still believe it's quite similar. And then for the, the next round, the, the second round we did, this is where you needed a bit more um, maturity and credibility, etc. And in order to go to customers or investors, once you have a working product or you, you, or you actually want to sell something, um, you need this credibility. So when we sat down and said, okay, what is the rationale for branding and why do we need to do branding is because we wanted this credibility. We wanted companies to feel like we are mature. Uh, branding can really help you to look ahead of your time. So this was a key, it's a key for a small startup. And, uh, and also when we build the product, we use all the elements that structure gave us, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's really helped us to have one language between the website and, and the product, uh, which also is a key thing because it's, it's another sign of maturity, of course. So there've been some pretty big successes along the way, like the launch, the product, the, the scaling up your team. I know you were hiring at some point in earnest, right? So. Which must tell us a little bit about some of those internal and external kind of standout moments for you in the last year or two, Omri, like from building that team, getting the product out there, seeing the first people log in, like, would you be able to just share a few of those kind of moments with us, Omri? Yeah, for sure. I think the, the first, the, the first round is always like exciting. Okay. We have money that we can start running. So this was really exciting. Second, second, second moment was the first day employee. We said, okay. Well, well, like it's not just the founders now, it's also the, we have a team, <laughs> which was, uh, this was that there are small moments as well, which are amazing. Like the day we got the branding from structure was, this was a big, big day in the company. We actually made it into like a, a ceremony. We, we, we created, um, you know, bags and thing, things like that. So suddenly we, we had like a personality to, to the company It's great personality people. People felt they are belong to something. This, so this was a big, big thing actually. And the other stuff, uh, of course, when the first users comes to the product, it's, it's always nice and exciting. It's also stressful because they will see a lot of bug. There is also a moment where you start to seeing users are coming back every day. This is very, uh, it's something that's kind of happening on the way, but it's, it's amazing. There are, and then one of the, the biggest thing of course is the announcing of the PR or, or doing a P, announcing the PR for the funding. This was quite a big thing because it's like suddenly you get so much feedback and people come back to you and say, Hey, I remember you saw me in the product. So exciting to see it's coming together. And uh, suddenly you, 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 you launch. So people know that you exist. You, you start to see people coming to you rather than you go to them. So yeah, this is also a big, big thing. I guess it's not even the PR itself, like to have an article in the newspaper, but it's just the, all the, the noise that is creating there and the, the feedback, the feedback that it's, it's, it's creating, it's really nice. I mean, from the outside, it always seems to me that when you get that second round, you get your nine, I think it was nine million you, you raised, like it's like a massive vote of confidence by some really, really connected and intelligent people that you're doing something really great. And like, I always think that halo of that. It's worth like way more than, as you just said, Henri, than any press article. It's like people suddenly realize that you're, this is a force that needs to be taken seriously and we need to just have a view on it and let's connect to that guy and make sure we know him because 
it may go skyrocket and we need to be there at this moment. I always think it's a massive load of confidence and I, it must feel great, right? When you, you get to that moment, I always think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's nice. Yeah. yeah, definitely. There is still a lot to figure out for us, by the way. So we never feel like we are quite there, <laughs> but this is, is the journey. I think that's the challenge of being an entrepreneur and, and being a business founder. And, and, you know, even in our, our, our humble space of structure, it's the same, my, co- my co-founder and I, which is, you, you might have a tremendous success, but you're always on to the next challenge. We don't call them problems anymore. We just call them challenges, but you never quite celebrate your successes. You're always on to the next challenge that you have to kind of focus on. So, so totally true. Get that. So true. Yeah. So what's the, what's the growth plan now, Henri? What, what's in front of you and, and in, in the immediate future? And, and, and what's success look like for you? Like, where, where do you see its kind of trajectory? We started, we started to monetize and start to sales. So we have all these users and everything is great. Well, we actually start to sell the product nowadays. We build some features for teams for, for, for enterprise. So there is, there is, a, there is a, like a package that we're selling. So ideally we want to start to see you know, this revenue, revenue stream keep coming to figure it, figure out this sales, the right sales process for control. Keep seeing, uh, the feedback that, you know, we have from, from, from users also coming from, from companies, you know, that, that, that using the product and uh, hope like hopefully as well, start to position ourselves in this sales tech stack at the moment, you know, there are big players in, in, in our space, they do different things to us, but we want to have this. Uh, what we call workflow, uh, workflow design and automation category on top of your your sales process. So, yeah, we want to to position ourselves there. Yeah, perfect. So, thinking about the brand exercise that we went through all that time ago, when we met you, you had that name, and and you were quite clear about the reach that sales teams that you wanted to reach, and you were looking for help to create that memorable brand to connect to those early adopters and and that product led growth. So. What were you thinking about when you were casting around and started to think about that branding exercise? You, I mean, it was a while ago, but do you remember what you were thinking about when you were, you were contemplating, you know, who to do it with, how to do it and what that experience might feel like on region? Of course. Um, yeah, I do remember. So I thought, well, I, I'm very goal driven. So I was looking, I was saying, what will be the end result here? So I remember this was always in, in front of me. And when I was talking to you and other branding companies, I would say, who can help me to reach these results? And I think I mentioned to you in the past, like I felt like certain branding agencies could have done something uh, very good, something specific, very good, but will be lack of the rest. And what we felt with, with structure is that we will be able to get all these points in a very, very high level. And this is what, of course, this is why we decided to, to, to go together. Now, as small, as an early stage startup, these things, and I hope I'm, I'm not going to forget anything, but first of all, is websites. You want to get to a nice website, yeah? Everything turns it into a website. Now, this website is built from components, right? Like you have the color scheme of the website. This is the color of your brand. It was super important for us to have like a nice color that feels fun, but mature. Okay, because we are selling in the sales workspace. So this was the point number one. Second was language. Text. English is not my first language, as you can tell by my accent. And, and I, you actually worked with, if you remember, you worked with us on the language and you really had this, I felt like you have, you really know the punch. You really know how to, to take any message that I have 
and translate it into something that much more better and, and, and powerful. Um, there is, like people need to, I feel like the differentiation needs to happen quite early on. There is your persona, there is the messaging, and then there is the copy. And I know that I knew the messaging and I knew the persona, but I know that there is quite a big lap for make, to make the copy. And this is, and this was the second element that we felt like we will get to a really good result with, with the structure. And I feel, I feel like it was correct. <laughs> and then the third thing is the elements, right? So what is your language? Is it like roundy? Yeah. You have like, you know, a bit like a drawing feeling. Yeah. And, and we went for something quite classic because our, our system is like big of cards. So we use this metaphor of cards. So the metaphor on the website is, is key. We're using it until today, of course, the color, the, a lot of the language and, and the elements like the style of the, and the shape, etc. So these were the three things we wanted to get right. We knew all of this will translate to a website. It will translate into a deck for our investors, a deck for customers. And I think. This was, oh, and font, right? And the font, we, we actually chose amazing font at the end together. And, 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 and all these, all these four went into the product as well. Okay. So this were kind of the, the four, four goals we had in mind. Do, do you remember, was there a moment where you kind of knew it was all coming together and, and did that, did that help bring the team together as well? Like, did it help internally, like get everyone feeling really excited about what you were creating and, yeah. and, and I know, I know that as a founder, you always have to lead these processes, but you kind of yeah. want everyone to be included in it and to believe in it as well. So was there, a, do you remember, was there that, that moment when you knew it was on the right path, but also your colleagues kind of started leaning into you and leading into the project? Do you, do you remember that moment? Yeah, I do. Actually, it was a bit different and funny. I, I don't know if you know that it's, it's quite funny, but we, you did all the interviews with us to try to figure out, we gave you a sense of like the color scheme and everything. And then you went to like two weeks of work or three weeks of work, like on your own after the research part. Yeah. And when you got back to us with this deck, the first time, this is where I felt like everything came together. <laughs> it was usually the first shot. So I felt like it came together very fast on the first iteration, actually. I felt what takes a bit more time is the refining. Once you start to get uh, more specific and you start to customize a bit things you want, uh, you're iterating on ideas that not necessarily also will succeed. It was other ideas you really nicely accommodated them, but a lot of them were not right. So we had to go back to the drawing board. But if, like, to be honest, if you look at the first deck you gave us to the last one, there is no big difference, mm. right? Um, so. So yeah, for us, it's all came together in this first deck. I remember we took screenshots from the deck and shared with the team. Hey, this is what the car, the deck would look like. And this is what the, this is what the teams get excited about, of course. Uh -huh. So this is where this, yeah, this was the point for sure. And was the process that we went through with you, was it, was it as you kind of imagined it would be, was it kind of as you expected it to be, or were there bits that were different about it or, 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 or was it kind of as you imagined it, it might, it might be? Cause I mean, we do it, we do it all the time, but actually we're conscious that our clients may only experience it once every three, five years, if they're very entrepreneurial or once every 10 years, if they're, if they're not in that, in that space, was it, was it as you, as you expected? So in terms of like the process, you gave us a lot of visibility. So I knew, okay, we're going to meet for a review and we're going to do a review. So the process on the paper was 
But I think through the process, like the, actually the, the thing you've done surprised us a lot. I remember in the first deck, you took all the competitors and you mapped them the language, the colors. You've done these things that I thought after the first, after the first meeting, I thought, wow, this is an art. Now, now I understand why we are paying. <laughs> yeah. Until, until that point, I didn't understand why it's so expensive. <laughs> and so, and this was really impressive. So I know I didn't expect a lot of these things and the level of details and granularity and thoughts that going into every color, every word, every uh, analysis against the market, what color should we choose to stand out and things like that it was really surprising for me. And it was the first time I've done a process like that. So. Was that useful at all when you were like speaking to, to VCs about fundraising? Were you able to kind of lean into any of that and go, look, our competitor set is all this color and actually a lot of people talk about this. Was that of any use or was it more just the output was the useful bit? Or did you, did you lean into any of those nuggets at all when you were in that fundraising process? Yeah. So the fundraising, the second fundraising, which by the way, was a seed round, was quite a lot after the branding. So yeah, we didn't uh, share it with the new investors, but after the first um, we, we shared the branding project we said we shared them with the board. So the current investor we raised in the board and we say, Hey guys, this is the direction we are going for. What do you think we want to, to hear the thoughts? And, and also, you know, you know, you uh, was the young founder. I wanted to get some assurance that we are doing the right thing. And uh, we haven't heard about structure from our investors. It was through our actually head of design that worked with you before. So it was like, uh, uh, it wasn't like what well, you were not our specific investor. We didn't know you. So it was like, okay, yeah. let's see that we're on the right track. And I remember they were super excited about the brand and also for them, like, you know, they, they have a website, they want to put the logo of control and, mm. and say, Hey, this is a portfolio company. They want to share the story. And once you have branding, it's the first time you can start to share the story. Even yeah. it was before the launch, you're not launching yet, but you can yeah. start to share the story. You can start to, they can start to even make introductions with some visuals, which was really helpful. Yeah. yeah. The, and the feedback was amazing. They even asked for to connect with you. Uh, I know yeah. you work with other portfolio companies yeah. from then. So, yeah, yeah. So, so finally, what 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 advice would you give to just thinking about this? Like, what advice would you give another company thinking about creating a brand from scratch? Let's say you're, you know, you're 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 back in Tel Aviv and you met someone that's got a fantastic idea. You're back in Silicon Valley, or you're back in back in the kind of Shoreditch. Shoreditch Triangle and you've you met someone that's, that's thinking about a really compelling idea. What advice would you give them about creating a brand and, and, and the challenges that might come with that? A, a nugget from you about the learning from, from that process, Omri. Yeah. So first of all, we were waiting quite a bit with the branding. I think it was a mistake. At the end of the day, branding is, is something that even if you change your messaging and you will change your persona, it's something that you take with you, color palette, elements. The only thing that you might wouldn't take is the language, but it's not, it's just one component of the branding project. So early as possible, it will just help you. Companies that are debating not to do branding or like, I think that it will, it will create, uh, it's by the way, totally possible to succeed without it. Like I'm not saying no, but it's something that you will do at some point. It's a money that you will spend at some point. It will be the same money. If you will wait six months, if you'll wait a year. So do it really as early as possible. Also, also as a new founder, normally you, you do have more bandwidth. Once you start to 
go to customers and you actually have product working and you start to have bigger team, you have less and less time. So actually, so my advice is do it first of all early, early as possible. It will only help you, especially in the early days when you, you don't have a product yet. <laughs> so yeah. you have a nice website with design. You want to clear this noise. You don't, you don't want to have uh, this idea in mind that maybe this person didn't click on this ad because it just looked bad. Maybe this person didn't walk with us because the website just looks super immature and we, we notice the competitors. You, you just want to clear all this noise. You want to, to look mature. You want to look fine. So I would say early, early as possible in a way. And the second thing, just know that you, know, you don't know a lot of things. I'm quite designer-oriented founder. I care about font. I care about colors. I, I, I have quite a good sense. I think I'm, I'm also doing product in control. I'm like the, I'm the CEO, but I'm also doing product. So if you have someone that uh, just look for someone that you can trust and you, in, in, and you know, that have, have the experience that work with a startup and, and works on a project that you say, wow, this is, this is something I hope to, I, I want to look like, like, what do you like? This is one of the things we really like some of the projects you did before us. And we said, this, this looks amazing. And this is what we want. So, so, and, and then any, I don't know if you agree with me, but any branding agencies, they have, there is like a style, right? Like mm. they, there is a certain style like you. Mm. So, so this style is, is moving, is, is rolling with the, with the branding agency. So yeah, big one ag branding agency that you like the style that you like the what they're doing that you like your, their previous work and ideally have, have someone also a bit uh, that can own that. Either an advisor that help you or an employee or it's you as one of the founders, but there are iterations. There is a time that you need to spend on it. And it's something that you need to love because it's going with you for a long time. So you, you, and you spend a lot of money on it. So take the time to think about this second, to learn about it. Uh, like learn what are the different elements that you care about. What is your goal? Yeah, like define and think about it as a project that you know has has goal and has as a journey that, that needs that needs intervention. Basically, that's great. And I can agree with you. I think I think do it do it early. I think that's really important because, as you say, if you're in stealth mode and you're developing the product, actually the brand can can create a framework which underneath you can be busy working away, but people can understand what you're trying to achieve. And I think you should look, you should always look for an agency that you feel that you can work with, that, that the right kind of mix for you. And I think you should, you should try and pick someone. I think we talked about this before, but you should try and pick someone that, that actually is going to do the right job for you that you need. And, and it might be they've done something in the, in your space or something adjacent to your space that just resonates with, with something you like. I think you should always lean into those instincts because you, that creates a successful path in my mind. That, that is what I think. Yeah, but Henri, look, thank you so much for joining me today. It's, it's been great to speak to you about your brand journey. I, I know it's going to be a huge success. I have downloaded it. I started using it. I'm now looking at all my calendar through control. I got to start getting it all around the business, but I, I, I know it's going to go really well and I'm, I'm super grateful and it's lovely to chat with you, Henri. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. It was great. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to join us next time on The B Word.